You're listening to Human Faces with me, Suda. I'm going to be exploring the psychology behind our face and how it has the power to change our lives. So stay tuned and stay connected. Hello, lovely listeners. Thank you again for joining me on another episode of Human Faces. This episode is titled, Does Your Face Need More Energy? And it's all about Reiki therapy. I've interviewed one of our cancer nurse specialists, Sean Parker, who is alongside being a head and neck cancer nurse specialist, she is a Reiki practitioner. And we'll be talking about what Reiki is, which is essentially an energy healing treatment. And it's all about connection. And she uses this therapy to help people who are going through changes to their face to reconnect with themselves, with their family and with society. And through this, we're going to discuss how your face is so important to the way you communicate with others, you connect, not only with those around you and then society, but also to yourself when you look at yourself in the mirror. So I hope you enjoy the episode and as always, leave us comments on the website. I'm super excited about my guest today. I have Sean Parker with me, who is one of the loveliest nurses I have ever worked with, who also, alongside treating (laughs) the cancer patients we see in the hospital, is a Reiki practitioner. Yes. Stop a moment. You don't know what Reiki is. I don't really know what Reiki is either, but we are going to discover that today. So... Sean has been a head and neck cancer nurse for some time, and Reiki is part of a alternative treatment method. I'm going to stop you there because it's a complementary therapy. I like that. It's not an alternative. I like that. You're right, because people are still having regular treatment, and this just is in addition. Yes, absolutely. So that's exactly why you're here, to correct me on all this stuff. (laughs) So it's a complementary treatment therapy that we're going to learn all about today. Mm-hmm. Now, my understanding is it works in loads of different kinds of situations, and not just for people who are sick, it's also well people, and we're going to go through all of that. But also, obviously, because of your background being a head and neck cancer nurse, you used a lot of it with patients who have had face surgery, mm-hmm. which is what brings it to our <laughs> podcast theme. So, Sean. What do you think of the introduction? I like it. I like it. Um, it's, it's kind of setting the scene. Um, it's introducing you all, kind of giving, a, giving a, a little introduction saying, you know, these are the people that we are and this is why we're doing this. And um, it, it kind of, it doesn't answer all the questions. So, it, you know, you kind of are just setting the pace for, for the future. Anything else you want to tell the audience about, about yourself? Um, so I am Sean, and I am a head and neck clinical nurse specialist. Um, I'm also a Macmillan nurse, so that means that I my post is was initially funded by Macmillan because um, they're one of their aims as part of their their work is to make sure that every person with a cancer diagnosis has somebody that that they can have as their point of contact, their go to person for when they have treatment. Um, but I'm employed by uh, the hospital. And it means that my patients are, are sort of able to access loads and loads of, of um, sort of other 
um, resources to hopefully make their treatment go a little bit easier and, and make them feel a bit more cared for as a whole person because you know at the end of the day they are they're not just a diagnosis they are so much more than that yes and I absolutely I love this approach of looking at a patient what we call holistically because it's so easy you watch like a tv show or you know or you even go see your doctor and all they talk about is radiotherapy chemotherapy surgery and actually those are obviously really important and that's how you treat cancer but there's so much more mm. in recovery yeah and there's all these other things like there's acupuncture, there's psychological inputs, there's all, and uh, in other, I've done other interviews where we've talked about the input of charities and makeup artists when it comes yeah. to the face. So all that's really important. Yeah. And so it's really exciting to hear about Reiki. Mm -hmm. And so what everyone's asking by at this point <laughs> is, what is Reiki? So Reiki is um, a, a Japanese energy therapy. It was first developed by a guy called Mikao Usui who um, in sort of in Reiki um, terms he's a he's sensei, so teacher, um, and he developed it sort of in the late 1800s and primarily he taught people um, to sort of to sort of channel energy, sort of universal energy, it's not him giving his energy to somebody else or, or teaching other people to give of their energies, they are channeling universal energy. Um, which a lot of people think sounds quite hippy dippy, but <laughs> um, it's 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 amazing, um, and basically it's it's as I say channeling that universal energy, um, and a lot of people use it for stress relief. Some people use it for um, anxiety, um, and it's it's one of those things that I kind of discovered through my experience or through my student nurse um, time when I was working in haematology uh, with blood cancers and it was it was just one of those things that you know treatment can be so grueling and not just for the patient but for their family as well and it was offered as um, a therapy for patients their family their, their carers um, and for staff as well because obviously you know you, you take on all of the emotions of of your patient and of their family and and it's it's really important that we as practitioners take care of ourselves as well to make sure that we can look after our patients as best you know the best that they deserve um and um so reiki itself is kind of has got um uh, foundations in sort of tendai buddhism shintoism um, and you've got the um, you've got Reiki principles, um, and and it's all about kind of you know not being angry, um, doing your work honestly, um, being mindful, you know, making sure that when you're when you're doing something, you are focusing just on that task and giving it your whole attention rather than splitting yourself into five five different places. Um, but are these principles that the patient needs to have who's receiving the Reiki or the client? Or is it um, principles you need to have as the practitioner who's providing the treatment? Um, so the, they are the Reiki, um, the Reiki principles. So these are the principles that Mikao Sui taught to his, his students. Um, and it was, it was kind of about the, the foundations of, of Reiki and, and um, just getting them up. <laughs> so if I'm, a re if I'm not doing all of those things, so if I did things like dishonestly and would that mean that the Reiki wouldn't work on me? 
No, not at all. I think you do you do have to be open to, to receiving it. I think um, my my teacher who taught me how to do Reiki has um, told me some, some sort of experiences that she's had where she's had people come to her who maybe weren't as open to it and and actually the, you when you become attuned to the energies you, you, you it's a lot you feel a lot more intuitive you're kind of um, you sense people's energies mm. um, and she's had people come to her who initially they weren't really open to it and, and maybe um, she kind of felt that tension yes. from them because they were maybe a bit a bit scared and a bit worried about what yeah. it was that, that they were going to be experiencing um, you know where Reiki can be given as a, a hands-on or a hands-off treatment so you can either place your hands on or over the person um, and you know sort of some people may not really like that contact, you know, that contact. yes um, and um, her experience has been that sort of she's she's felt that tension actually dissipate quite um, next quite, week, yeah, quite tangibly um, do you know it's really interesting you say that because people often think oh well yeah it's one of those things where you have to believe in it for it to work so maybe it's not real but no, no. most tablets that doctors give work better if the person believes in them absolutely there's so much evidence and in fact there are tablets that do nothing yeah. the placebo the tablets effect. which work because you believe in them yeah. there's this incredible connection between the mind and the body that we yeah. don't fully understand yeah. we write off because we don't understand and we think we know better yeah. but that's not true so I, I completely I get that yeah the reason I wanted to interview you and I knew Reiki works is because I know a non-believer <laughs> who experienced it at your hands yes and she told me that she felt this crazy energy when it happened and there's definitely something going on. Yeah. She can't explain what was happening. Yeah, I know exactly <laughs> who you mean. And um, it was it was quite a weird day. I had I had um, it was it was our normal Wednesday, and it was it so our normal Wednesday yes. is a ridiculously crazy busy yeah. clinic where we see lots and lots of cancer patients. So it's yeah. hard work and emotionally hard. Emotionally hard. There are there are eight different consultant clinics that myself as a as a clinical nurse specialist covers so it's not just surgery it's it's when when i say surgery it's it's the ent and the maxfax stuff but then you've got the oncology patients as well so um it's as i say eight different consultant clinics that we cover and it was everyone i think was feeling a bit kind of supercharged and like ah so much going on um and i kind of went from one room to the next kind of just giving people blasts of reiki and um and this person in particular got the giggles um, because she, I, I had my hands, I think, on, on her shoulders, just sort of at the nape of her neck. Um, and, and she was sort of like, this is so weird. And, and, and afterwards, I find it quite interesting to see what um, the longer term effect mm. of it is. Um, I personally, when I um, give Reiki to myself or, or to, to somebody else, I, I personally feel that I sleep a lot better. Wow. And I will often use, a, I will do a Reiki meditation before I go to sleep because it just helps to kind of chill me out, ground me, um, and, and just help me kind of process some of what I've, you know, been through during the day at work. Um, and this person in particular, she, I text her the next day to say, you know, how, how are you? How did you sleep? And um, she said that she slept really, really well. Wow. But when she 
when she got home, she was putting her daughter to bed and she often will fall asleep while reading her daughter a bedtime story uh, and then be really groggy when her daughter sort of wakes her up and says, you fell asleep again, yes. mummy. <laughs> um, and she said that normally she feels really groggy after those micro sleeps, but she felt so energised and she went on to do another sort of hour or so's work. Oh. <laughs> um, so, Who needs yeah. an energy drink? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Wow, okay. So... Well, I guess what I want to ask you is, with the head and neck cancer patients, what particularly do you think Reiki helps with? I think there's a huge amount of anxiety with okay. our patients. I think, as we both know, you know, your face is your identity. It's the face that you've been looking at in the mirror for the last however many years. It's, it's what you identify as, you know, this is, this is me. Um, it's what other people identify you as, you know, I know this face to be Suda, I know this face to be Sean. Um, and we live in a society that places so much value on looks. Yes. And people are made to feel that if they don't look the right way, they don't look a certain way, that they are less valued. Um, and the line of work that we do, we, you know, people go through surgeries which are c- considered disfiguring. Um, and, you know, I think it's a massive unknown for them. We see this on a, a daily, weekly basis. Yeah. We see the effect of surgery. We can prepare these people for what they're going to experience, but we've never been through that ourselves. Yeah. And no matter how much I, I say to my patients, well, this is what it's going to be like, I've not lived through it yes. personally. And that that's one thing that I feel, although we try and prepare our patients as best we can. I feel that's one area that we can't do as well as, as other areas. Um, and when, you're, when you've come through major surgery, you, know, you then go into the ITU, the intensive care unit, um, you're surrounded by people, your dignity is taken away. Mm. You lose um, control. You lose control. And that's a really scary place. You don't know if you're going to make it or not. And, you know, for a, a lot of our patients, they have tracheostomies, so they, they can't talk for they a They can't even communicate. Yeah. You know, they can't even tell someone, do you know what, I'm feeling really, really bad pain at the yeah. moment, can I have some painkillers? I really need a wee. Yeah. Um, and it's, again, it's that control and, and taking, taking that away. And I think also... One of the things that I've noticed over the years is that people feel that when when something happens to their face, it it devalues them in terms of a human contact point of view, not just a sort of a societal picture of, of what you know what we see what we view as, as beauty and, and, and appearance. But one of the things that we do as our pre-treatment clinic is we do the holistic needs assessment, which looks at lots of different things that may be worrying the patients, they may have questions about. And one of those things is sexuality. And so few people tick that as, as an option. But actually sexuality doesn't, doesn't mean, you know, who you like, boys, girls, whatever. It doesn't, it, it doesn't mean that to everybody. Even something as, as, as simple as a hug mm. or a handhold, you know, they, they almost feel like they're they're not you know they're they're too ugly or they're too too yeah. disfigured to, to sort of you know for someone to even 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 sort of touch their arm yes. or, or or hold their hand yeah um and and that that contact of um of you know sort of my hands on them when when I'm giving them reiki 
is is kind of breaking that and, yes. and you know sort of saying to them human contact is okay yes. just because your face has changed doesn't mean that the way that you are with people or the way that you communicate and the way you you kind of are yourself I mean I'm you know I'm, I'm quite a huggy person I you know I get lots of hugs from my patients and you know we're, we're quite a, a huggy team we, we yeah. get on really well we're really close so contact is so important in the healing process yeah and Reiki uses that yeah, I think um, a lot of people feel as though, you know, their family are never going to want to touch them again. We, we have patients who have got children, grandchildren. Um, we have patients who have got children, grandchildren, um, and, you know, they, they're worried about how that's going to affect their relationship with them. Uh, and and something as, as simple as Reiki, you know, sort of just a, some people refer to it as a laying one of hands, you know, it sounds quite biblical, and, but it's, it's, it's a simple, it, as I say, it could be touch, it could be non-touch, um, but the, the feeling that people get when having Reiki is, is heat. Um, and again, it's, it's quite a, a calming sensation. Um, and and I think that, as I say, it's it's used to help with um, uh, sort of stress relief. It's used to help. It, it's used to help with sort of calming, um, and promotes your your body's own healing mechanisms. Um, and you know, if, if our patients are more relaxed and more calm, then they that that is going to be more conducive to them healing and um, and recovering. You know, it sounds like Reiki is like a connection. It's connecting people again, yeah. which completely makes sense. You know, you've got the physical connection. And also, even when you hug a friend and you're not practicing mm. Reiki, you feel an energy. Because yeah. there's that, I like this person, they like me, yeah. you know. So you have this, this warm feeling. Yeah. So I completely get how all of that fits together. And then mentally, it must yeah. kickstart a yeah. healing. Because so much of healing starts in the in subconscious. That, yeah. When you subconsciously decide to heal and that you're not ill, it's yeah. almost the beginning of your healing. Yeah. yeah. And I think, you know, it, it sounds so corny and so cliched, but having a positive mental attitude Absolutely. is so important. And, and that, I think, is... There are times when it's really hard to have that, mm. to, to maintain that positive mental attitude, because, you know, people feel angry that they've got cancer, yeah. and you, that, that is completely understandable. Um, and they have every right to feel angry. Um, and, you know, it's, it's pretty awful being told, well, you must stay positive, because actually there yeah. are times when you're not going to feel positive and you shouldn't feel bad for feeling those bad and negative feelings. You know, that's part of your own way of processing what you're going through. And what, you know, what we're saying, you know, me mental health is, is massively um, in, in the arena at the moment in terms of mental health um, promotion, good mental health promotion, and, and it's okay not to be okay, and yes. um, promoting good mental well-being. Um, and, you know, and, and one of the things that we do as part of our pre-treatment process is, is sort of assessing people's mental, um, mental health and, and asking how, you know, what their coping mechanisms are. Do they, do they do any meditation? Do they do any mindfulness? Do they, um, you know, have they got good support networks around them? Have they got people who can support them? What's their family situation like? Because a lot, you know, a lot of times we do get patients who their, their family circles are really small. Yes. 
um, or you know they've got family who live live abroad and mm. and they don't have that support that they need. Yeah. And again, being that that sort of that support for them and and having that human contact is is so important for because it's not just about treating the cancer it's about going back to that's the whole point is so you survive and you go back to a life and if you feel disconnected from life and people it it can be a very difficult place Mm. and you you mentioned earlier about acupuncture Um, one of the things that a lot of our patients struggle with is is their eating and drinking so patients who have gone on to have um, post-operative radiotherapy um, one of the things that is affected is, is their saliva and their, their taste buds. And the majority of my patients will say to me, everything tastes like cardboard. Right, and it's okay. horrible. Um, and, you know, with the xerostomia, the really thick, sticky saliva, it makes them feel sick and they don't, they don't enjoy eating. Yeah. Um, and I've had patients who have become really depressed because actually sharing a meal with their yes. loved ones, preparing food, cooking for their family. One of the big pleasures in my life is having a nice meal. <laughs> exactly. I love cooking. And... You know, I think, A, not being able to enjoy food that you have previously absolutely loved, but also I get joy from cooking for my family. Yeah. And that's something else that, that, you know, you don't, when you get a diagnosis of head and neck cancer, actually, you don't think of that as something that's going to be affected. Yeah. and acupuncture is, is one of the things that we have referred patients on for um, for, for help with their, their salivary glands and their taste. And it helps. I've had a lot of patients who, um, who have, have benefited from it. I've got one patient now who is, um, he'll be two years post-chemo radiotherapy treatment in November. And he is back eating curry. So it's so interesting what you said, because I was just thinking, the face is absolutely about connection. Because obviously the way you look... And what people think of you when they look, or what you think of yourself when they're looking at you. But obviously, your eyes connect you mm-hmm. to the world. Yeah. Taste, smell, not only yeah. in tasting stuff, but the social ritual of yeah. eating. And so it's, you know, losing all of that or having all that threatened yeah. can be a big deal. Although, I do want to interject here for anyone listening who's about to go through this stuff, a lot of what we're talking about is probably worries and fears that you feel. Now we know, having treated people, people get through this. Mm-hmm. There's loads of support. And it's, it's, we're talking more about the worry of all these yeah. things rather than actually things happening. Because people live fantastic lives yeah. afterwards. Very fulfilled lives. They, they are able to find w- ways to get back to the cooking, yeah. the eating, the sharing and connecting with people. And what we're saying is Reiki is a way of almost kick-starting that. Yeah. It's... it's um... It's, it's something to try. It's not going to harm you. Um, Reiki is never given with any negative intent. Um, and it's, it's only done for good. Um, and actually, the, you know, you can come with something in mind saying, oh, you know what, I've, I've had a really awful pain in my shoulder since having my neck dissection surgery. Um, Which is a kind of surgery we do for yeah. people with cancers. Um, and... You know, so you, I, can, I can sort of direct the energy to their shoulder, but actually if there's other areas within their body that, that will benefit from the energy, mm-hmm. then the energy goes there naturally. Yes. Um, again, it sounds a bit hippy-dippy, but it's awesome. Well, you know, like so much we don't understand. And I think people who, if you're thinking this does sound really hippy-dippy, I put this to you. Most tablets, we think we know how they work. We're constantly finding new ways that they work. 
And actually, we figure out we never understood how they work in the first place. <laughs> so it's so easy to think that a tablet is actual science yeah. when the other stuff isn't. But we don't know. There's so yeah. much we don't know. And if it works, why not? Absolutely. And Reiki, are there any side effects? Um, no. It's, it's, um, it's one of those things that if you're not particularly open to it, it again, as I say, it's not going to give you any, any harm. Um, it's not going to cause any harm to come to you, um, but there there aren't any there aren't any negative side effects to having Reiki. So you don't you don't, you don't have to warn people and say this may make you I don't know vomit or anything like that. No, I think some people feel a bit drowsy afterwards. Okay, um, just which because, could be a good thing. Which could be a good thing. I think <laughs> which is probably they needed yeah. some rest <laughs> and it's finally coming out. Absolutely, it's it's um, you know that 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 sort of relaxation and that calming mm. um, and. You know, I would always sort of say to people, you know, if you, if you do, um, if you do feel a little bit drowsy, then just you know, go and rest. Make sure you're drinking plenty of fluids, which everybody should do anyway. <laughs> what is the um, so when you've done it on someone? What is the weirdest or most funny or interesting reaction you've had? So that can happen in two ways. So it can be a reaction that I feel, okay, or it could be a reaction that the other person feels, okay. So predominantly, when I'm giving Reiki, I feel heat in my hands I've had people say that it feels like my hands are burning wow not in like a I'm on fire kind of way but that you know that the heat is really intense um my my sister-in-law is pregnant at the moment and I was giving her Reiki um at the sort of I think it was three four months um into her pregnancy and when I was over her tummy my my hands felt kind of um like I had uh, sparkles in my hands. Oh wow! It is yeah, sort of um, like poppers in your hand. It was it was really really weird. Um, and when I had my attunements, my Reiki attunements, when I was having my my teaching, um, when I was having some of there were there were different attunements that you get throughout the the process. Um, I had flashing lights in my eyes. Um, my eyes were closed, and I could see blue lights, purple. They were sort of changing. Mm. Um, from you know various different colours, it was it was amazing. And actually, when I've given Reiki to my mum before, she has said that she's had flashing lights in her eyes when I've when I've focused around her head and neck. How interesting! Um, and throbbing as well. I've had a patient, um, not a patient, one of my friends. Um, she had an old ankle injury, and when I was working on her ankle, I didn't know which ankle it was that she'd previously injured, um, and on her her left ankle, my hands were throbbing when I was, I could feel a pulse wow. in my hands um, when, I was, when I was over her, her left ankle, but not with her right, because her right ankle was fine. This is, this is like real life magic. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I so want to believe in magic. Well, the, other, the other thing is, it's, it's, a, it's a bit of a trick, but you can, you can feel energy like between your hands. Um, and obviously this isn't going to work for, for your podcast because people We'll describe see. it, we'll describe so it. put your hands flat for okay. me, okay, and just bring them over to me. And so Sean is just rubbing her hands together. Okay. And I have given some Reiki today, so my hands are already... Is there um, a limit to how much you can give in a day? No. Limitless There's, energy. So the thing, with, the thing with energy and Reiki is that if you're giving someone a Reiki treatment they should do something 
for you. It's, it's an exchange of energy. So if, as, as a practitioner, I can charge people for it. If I'm doing it for my friends, I'll get them to make me a cup of tea. Oh, I see. How interesting. Okay. Like right, okay. So I'm going to place my hands over yours, not touching. Okay, so basically, I've got my hands, palms up, just both of them in front of Sean. And Sean's rubbed her hands together. And now she's kind of bringing her hands close to each other, but they're not actually touching. And she's just bringing them near to my hand. Oh, we're not touching hands, but no. I can... What can you feel? I can feel a heat. And anything else? There's like a heat and a bit of tingling. Okay. You know when magnets kind of... You put the, the ends together. They feel like they're, they're coming together. Yeah. And when they're like repelling each other, it's sort of like a... Like I'm being pulled towards you. Yeah. I can, it's like I'm not looking at your hands, but I can tell when they're closer and further away. That is weird. It's so weird. It's like it's we're so like, cool. It's like we're connected. Yeah. And that's the other thing about Reiki. You can give Reiki by distance. How interesting. What, so, you, so, yeah, you said there's no, non-touch Reiki. So yeah. you could be... How far away? Uh, I've done it for a friend in Wales. Wow. And so were you on the telephone London. or how did it work? So he's a friend of mine I've known for a number of years. He's a cricketer. Has got dodgy knees from having run around on the cricket field a bit too much. And uh, he'd been having lots of pain in his right knee particularly. Um, and... He had, he's had steroid injections, he's had painkillers, he's had sports massage, um, but he's never tried Reiki before and he didn't know that I was a Reiki practitioner. Yeah. And when I told him about it, he got very excited and said, I need to try this. And I explained that I could do it via distance. So we'd been texting and he'd been telling me a bit about his, his knees. Um, and there's, um, there are some symbols that are used within Reiki and there's one um, called Honshaze Shonen, which is the distant Reiki symbol. And it's the, that's the symbol that you use to sort of meditate on when you're treating someone from distance. And it was about 15, 20 minutes that I was sat meditating, thinking about him directing the energy to his knees. Uh, and he texted me afterwards and he, he was amazed. He was absolutely astounded. He said, I thought I'd left the heating on. He was in bed, and because it was it was just before he was going to go to bed, so he you know he was he was wanting some relief for, for yeah. his knees, and um, he said I, I I actually got up and, and checked that I hadn't left the heating on because my knees felt my my legs felt so hot, and then when he kind of felt them, his right knee was 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 tangibly hotter. Uh, his right knee was tangibly hotter than than the rest of his legs, but also than his his left knee. Um, and he felt sort of a quite an intense heat around his knees. He was sort of touching his legs and trying to see where the the, the heat stopped and his body went back to normal temperature. Um, he felt tingling and it, he was really quite surprised. And he slept the whole night through. He suffers from insomnia, so he he said, "I don't remember the last time that I actually slept through until my alarm." Uh -huh. Um, and I've done a couple of sessions for him by distance. He's in Barry in Wales, 
and I'm in South London and um, he's an absolute convert and he's, he's written a lovely testimonial. Wow, I love it, I love it. And that website is serenewellbeing.co.uk for anyone in London, I guess, yes. who is interested in getting some Reiki from our lovely Sean, but I'm sure you can find a local Reiki practitioner wherever you are. Or I can do distance. Ooh, or distance from Sean, <laughs> definitely. You know, it was so weird. When you were doing the thing with, with my... So basically, you basically like hovered your hands over my hand. There was no contact between us. But I could feel like a warmth when you were bringing your hands closer. And definitely when you were moving your hands away from me, it felt like there was like a spring between mm -hmm. our hands. And it was like stretching and getting closer together and stretching. And you weren't touching me. Nope. And I wasn't even watching your hands. So I have no idea how that works. <laughs> I feel like I want to like... Harness this power yeah. and become a superhero. You do feel a little <laughs> bit like a superhero. In fact, we've, we've been in clinic today and one of my patient's sons had a, had a headache and he was using um, some menthol oil that he's got, which I, again is, I've, I've used, I've got one of those um, headache sticks that's amazing and uses menthol in it. But I gave him some Reiki to his head before he left. And it was better. And it was better before. And what did he do as, like, replenishing the energy? He hasn't yet. <laughs> there is missing energy. There is missing energy. What, what happens with... What if you end up giving all your energy away? Well, again, you're not... I'm not giving my energy. I'm okay. channeling the universal energy. Okay. But I think, it, you know, you, you just end up getting a bit... Because we need you. <laughs> Don't run out of energy. <laughs> We might have to limit what you're doing. Maybe we may have to. We may have to. <laughs> you know, the other thing, because you mentioned a relative, is we've talked about the benefits of this stuff for patients who have head and neck cancer, but also relatives, especially partners, mm -hmm. who I think sometimes get forgotten, mm -hmm. but they almost, they definitely carry the cancer as oh, much yeah. as, and in many ways more so, mm. because they also get forgotten as well. Yeah, and I think... The, the whole dynamic of the family changes when there is a, a cancer diagnosis. So you've, what we often see is that the patient themselves takes the diagnosis relatively well, but actually the family don't take it as well because they're kind of going through this, this situation of, my loved one's got cancer, what's, what's gonna happen? Cancer is such a scary word for people. <coughs> Sorry, that was me sneezing. <laughs> um, cancer is such a, it, you know, there's still such a stigma around that word. You know, the, people call it the C word or, you know, they've, they've got cancer. They whisper yeah. it because they, saying it out loud makes mm. it real. Um, and they almost don't know how to react to, to hearing that. And, and it's something that, it's, you know, it's something new. It's yeah. new territory for them. Um, and I always say to my patients, you know, I'm, I'm here just as much for the family as yes. I am for you. And they need, they need that outlet. I say, yeah, even if, even if you just want to have a bit of a rant and a cry about how crap life is at the moment, mm. I'm here. Yeah. You know, I, I, I'm, I will listen. Because oftentimes that's all people want. Yes. They want somebody to listen and to acknowledge that their feelings are valid. Yeah. And, you know, like, I think if the family are in a positive place... Only then cause, can the person suffering also yeah. be in a positive place. Yeah. It's just, people are just connected. Yeah. And I think there's, uh, we, we sometimes forget that. I almost feel like the system is built as if everyone is a separate individual yeah. 
But that's just ridiculous. Yeah. Everyone is connected. Yeah. So like you were saying, the staff looking after the patients need to be positive. People on the streets who are yeah. going to interact. That's why Reiki works for them too. Right through to the patients and the relatives. And uh, I think society's view of cancer needs to change as well. I think, as, you know, coming back to that word stigma, there, there is a stigma about cancer. And um, one of our patients actually was, was involved in um, setting up the Please Offer Me a Seat campaign mm. on TFL. Yes. Um, he, before... So that, for anyone who doesn't know what that means because they're not in London, it's... Um, TFL is Transport for London. So basically, when you get on a bus or a train, uh, we would encourage you to give up your seat for someone who needs it. Um, and what, we've, what, what people have found, the reason that this campaign has come about is because there are a lot of invisible illnesses. Yes. Um, I personally have got something called Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome, um, which means that my connective tissue is, um, is faulty and I, my, I can get joint dislocations. Um, so sometimes getting on the train at, at rush hour is, is really hard and, and I just want to sit down. Yeah. Um, but that's not something that you would see to look at me. Mm. Um, I know other people who, whose um, EDS is, is much, much worse than mine is and, and you know, they have to use a wheelchair or they're yeah. on crutches or people who have such awful travel anxiety that you know, just having, having that space of, of a seat really helps them to, to kind of get through that journey. Um, and this particular patient, when he was going through treatment, he was on a lot of morphine. Mm. And people on public transport thought that he was drunk. Yeah. Um, because chemo radiotherapy is given as an outpatient treatment. Yeah. You know, you don't have to be in hospital all the time. No, but you do have to go to hospital every day. You do have to go to for hospital for a few every weeks. Day. So um, that's a lot of transport. Yeah. And you can't just be getting a taxi, or no. you definitely can't be driving yourself in. No. So yeah. So he he designed a, a please offer me a seat badge, um, or a it, it was it was based around the baby on board badges for pregnant women. Yes. Um, but it was called a cancer on board badge. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, he he has since started a charity, which um, sort of goes around providing badges for people yeah. who have got cancer. Um, one of the founders is a young woman who's got um, lymphoma, I think. Um, and she's had her cancer for 11 years. Yeah. She doesn't look like she has cancer. She doesn't look ill yes. m for most of the time. Um, and TFL then got in touch with this guy. Um, and he thought they were going to tell him off and say, you know, you've had your fun now, please yeah. stop this. He was just leaving badges around in like the outpatient <laughs> clinics and stuff. It was great. Um, and, but actually, they, they were really on board with the idea. Excuse yeah. the pun. Um, he, so he was in touch with them to kind of help develop the whole please offer me a seat yeah. badge. Because um, at the moment, if you've travelled in London, you would know that what, um, if you're pregnant, or, or pretty much all pregnant women, wear a badge that says baby on board... Yeah. And so, obviously, most people would give up their seat for a pregnant yep. person. And so this idea just goes on. And, and sometimes you can tell when people yeah. are struggling or they're older, but sometimes you can't tell. And, you know, the person who's, who needs a seat could be the person who's just had, like, three weeks of radiotherapy, yeah. is about to go into their fourth week. They're feeling really shit, and they have to make that yeah. transport in to get their treatment. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think that stuff's really important. Yeah. And, and it's, you know, he, he couldn't talk. He couldn't ask people for a seat. Um, but the looks that, you know, people just 
wouldn't give him the time of day yeah. because they thought he was drunk. Yes. Um, they thought he was a drug addict. And, yeah. and that's, you know, I th- there's, particularly with head and neck cancers, you know, it's only like the seventh most common cancer yeah. in this country. And, and people aren't aware of it. No. The last time it was, it was high profile was when Michael Douglas had um had throat cancer yeah um and although it's been in the news a bit more recently with um human papillomavirus um uh, injections vaccinations for, for for boys they're currently only given to girls um but um you know that that has sort of made it in the news a little bit more but again that's focused more on things like cervical cancer do you know most people i meet who are not medics my friends they're always um whenever i say you know what i do I had neck surgery and then they say oh you mean like cosmetic surgery i'm like but also cancer and yeah. then they're like can you get cancer in your face yeah and i just think why would you think that you yeah. can't it's 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 insane that it's still you know, we see this every day. Yes. This is our bread and butter. This is what we're trained in. And I think maybe sometimes we get a little bit blasé about it because it is so yes. normal for us. I remember being on the wards and there was a guy that walked past me and he didn't have a nose. And it took me probably about five or six strides down the corridor to think, he didn't have a nose. That's totally normal for me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know what you mean. Um, and, but it's, you know, I mean, I don't even think my family really understands sometimes what, what I mean my mum was a head and neck nurse so she's got a pretty good understanding oh so you're, you're pedigree you're pedigree yeah. stock <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's it's sometimes really difficult to explain what I do yeah I think the patients I think you're right patients don't get it and going back to that what that your patients done with the badge it's all about connection yeah it's all about connecting and I think it's, it's just so difficult. I think if you, especially if you live in these big cities, everyone's just doing their own thing. Yeah. They're not looking around. I walk to work and I usually count the number of people who actually look at me when I'm walking down the street. Oh. I walk past hundreds probably. Yeah. And actually very few. I think everyone just looks like they're in their own world. Yeah. Everyone's in their own little bubble. Yes. And I love it. Things like Reiki just bring people together. And yeah. I think that it's got to be so healing. Yeah. When you realise that you're not the only one on the planet. Yeah. And so I, I've also, I do a bit of meditation and read around um, ideas in Buddhism. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it is about when you're not thinking about yourself, when you're mm-hmm. thinking about others, yeah. you heal. Yeah. And I think I heard the story about, um, so this really, this is a, it's a, it's a story from Buddhism mm-hmm. where a woman whose childhood passed away mm-hmm. and then she couldn't let go of the dead body. So she took the dead body to Buddha and said, you know, can you heal my son? Mm-hmm. And Buddha said, I will heal your son if you find me salt from a house that hasn't had death. So she went knocking around every house and everyone had some kind of death in their story. Yeah. And just realizing it wasn't just her, it's everyone yeah. gave her the ability to let go. Yeah. And I think there's just so much, I think, in that story on so many levels. Yeah. And it totally brings us back yeah. to Reiki, the importance of head and neck nursing, yeah. and why diseases around your face have such a huge impact Absolutely. on your life, yeah. and why people should be taking it a lot more seriously. Yeah, massively. So for people out there, mm-hmm. if they want to access your Reiki, yeah. is it like, will it, would it be, um, ha- so they, what would they do? They would go on your website, yeah. which is serenewellbeing.co.uk. Yeah. And then what happens? 
So there's a contact form on my website um, where you can get in touch with me and um, either leave me your telephone number or your email address, whichever is um, more appropriate for you. Um, and there is some information on the website about Reiki, um, about the precepts and um, you know, some of the things that it can be helpful for. Um, but if you've, you know, even if people have just got questions and they want to talk about it a bit more, then I'm, I'm more than, than happy to kind of sit and talk to people about it. Whether that's over the phone, Skype, FaceTime, um, texting, you know, I'm, I'm happy for, for that. My, my email address is on the website as well. If you're curious, you have to give it a go. Yes. What's the worst that happens? You could feel a little bit less stressed. Yes, <laughs> and get a good night's sleep. A little bit more serene. You know, we don't often <laughs> offer that as a side effect. No, but no, there you go. <laughs> and this isn't just for people who have had neck cancer. No, it's for absolutely. anyone in life who wants to feel a bit more connected, which is everyone. Yeah. And the relatives. Yeah. And the practitioners. Yeah. Is there a lower age limit? No, you can even do it on like animals. Oh, yeah. well, there you go. You can also do it on animals. Yeah. We do all need to connect better with nature. We do. My, my friend up in um, Huddersfield, who actually introduced me to my Reiki teacher, uh, one of her cats years ago was, it was hit by a car and has got poorly hips. And whenever I go and visit her in, in Huddersfield, her cat will back his backside up into me, into he my hands. He knows. He knows. Um, yeah. Well, animals are so much wiser than us in so many ways. So, so intuitive. Yes. One of the, when I was doing my... So with, with the Reiki um, teachings, you do your first degree, and then you do your second degree, and then you do your mastership. So I've done my second degree. I'm hoping to do my mastership next year. Um, when I was sort of um, integrating the, the symbols um, into my meditations, I was on my bed meditating and one of my cats came and sat on my lap while I was meditating just wanted to be just wanted to be I think everyone's got these energy. stories about yeah. animals knowing <laughs> stuff that yeah. humans don't know yeah okay so thank you so much for coming and talking to us Sean and for everyone listening that website again is serenewellbeing.co.uk I've had a lovely interview with the super lovely Sean who does absolutely great work with patients here in the hospital. We are so blessed to have her here. You're going to make me blush. <laughs> and if you guys have any questions or comments, please get in touch through us. We're going to put the website up again on the tag as well. Uh, and I think, you know what? We'll put some photos up, I yeah. think. We need some photos of you. So we'll put some photos of you up on the website as well. So if you want to check out our website, it's humanfaces.online. We'd love to hear from you. Also, check out our Instagram and us on Facebook too. And I will see you all again for the next episode. Bye for now. Bye.